Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Right Way Podcast. We are so excited that you're tuning in. We just want to say at the top of the, the episode here uh, to remind you wherever you're listening to this podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, from our website, uh, portal, wherever, go to a, a, a podcast platform and uh, see if you can't give us a little subscribe. Click that subscribe button. And uh, if you like what's on this episode or you have some thoughts about this episode, please, 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 we would love it if you would comment, rate, and or review, or all three. It really helps us out, and it helps us bringing, to bring you this killer content four times a month, every week. Um, and uh, we want to make sure that we can keep doing that forever and ever and ever. Isn't that right, Rhea? <laughs> that is correct. No, it really does matter. I know it's so, you know, it's kind of cumbersome to have to like take a second to write a review, but it really does matter. And it matters um, in the rankings and our visibility. And uh, we want to know what you think as well, even if it's yes, not yes. a stellar review. Who cares? It's Just okay. It it's a, it's a, it's a, 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 some learning. We could, we, we, we have a we have a tight learning curve. So if you uh, if you let us know what you're you're looking to hear, you have some thoughts on the episode that that maybe or 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 a new point of view, um, we can help steer the the podcast in the right direction in the future. And uh, and also in the next coming weeks, now that we're um, we're under the Soul Fire banner, being produced by Soul Fire, uh, and we're going to be bringing some premium content to you guys. Um, we're gonna be um, we're gonna be promoting some um, some free services, uh, some small free services, some freebies for you in exchange for some uh, some ratings, comments, and reviews. So, so we're gonna get them one that. way or the other. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna trap you. We're gonna make you do this one way, one way or another. Or another. Um, so today's a really interesting topic uh, we're, that we're talking about. I think um, and key for anyone out there like our base who I think probably Rhea is uh, those people we're catering to who either are working on a book, have finished a book, are hitting maybe some um, uh, hitting some rough patches in the process, wherever that may be, um, who are maybe like these are these are clients that we work with. Uh, these are people that we talk to. These are people that reach out to us um, and uh, hopefully people that are listening to this podcast. Uh, today we are talking about um, me methods of publishing, ways of publishing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the biggest question that we get asked and I get asked all the time is, should I self-publish or should I traditionally publish and really figuring out which one is the right path? Mm -hmm. So when we get inquiries, the, the very first step when people come to right way, or when I just have a conversation about, you know, someone who wants to write a book, we always start with, asking the question of what are your publication what are your publication goals and this is something that we've talked a little bit about it before but you know sometimes you don't really take the time to work through this and mm -hmm. 
it makes a difference whether you're writing a novel or whether you're writing a nonfiction book and what you want those goals to be. Is this a product and an arsenal of tools for your already existing business? Are you wanting to promote yourself and really build your brand and your book as a tool? Or is it really all about the book? And do you really just want to get your book out there? And that's not something that any expert can answer. That's something that you really have to kind of dig deep and and figure out. And it was cool because I recently, I'm doing this, I'm hosting, um, moderating this series of panels, um, webinars called Finally Write That Book of Yours by Happy Women Dinners. And I recently hosted one with self-published authors and traditional authors, and they talked about this specifically. And I have to admit, by the end of it, I was kind of confused about what path I even wanted to take because I'm like, wow, so many of these self-published authors, like it sounds so incredibly attractive for so Mm. many reasons. Well, and then I... I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but that's um, that's one of the fundamental uh, sort of realities that that you have imparted to me and that you impart to our clients. Uh, oftentimes, is that it isn't about because I think I think that you know maybe you'd agree that the misconception with a lot of like first time authors is they have that traditional publishing model sort of locked in their brain that that's the only legitimate way that's that's yes. sort of their way forward and and they can't really see the forest for the trees and the reality is is that self publishing traditional publishing we'll also talk today about about hybrid publishing all have some really distinct advantage advantages and disadvantages and it really is up to you authors writers with works in progress clients of ours who, who where we have to kind of Figure out, suss out your your goals, your expectations, what you want to to really devise the best path forward. And that best path forward, frankly, might be self-publishing. It might be traditional, yep. but it's all about you for sure. Absolutely. And, and you know, when people come to us, I mean, m- most often people do want the traditional deal. They want, you know, to see their book in bookstores. They want the legitimacy that comes with having a traditional publishing house behind them. But I will say some people who go through that experience quickly realize, you know what, it's not all that I thought it was going to be. And then they assess and then they might pivot and choose something else. But nine times out of 10, when people come to us, we always like to start pitching for the traditional world because that is a way that you do get paid. You're getting paid money up front for your book. And why not start there versus self-publishing? Now, if self-publishing is you want a book, you need it out immediately, you're selling another product, your book is a lead magnet to grow your business, and you want to just you know write an ebook or get it, get it out in the next two months, then self-publishing 100% can be the absolute right path to go. There's often more money in it on the back end, and we'll get into all of that, but but we're going to start today with traditional publishing because that's the majority of dreamers and people who want to write books. That's really where they want to start. So and why not? Do- I mean, why not? Right? Take sure. Why not? Like, Absolutely. Shoot, shoot high first, and then uh, and then as you know, as whatever whatever happens, you can sort of like there are other alternatives. Is that you know 
working in this way, you, if traditional publishing doesn't work out, you can always yeah self publish. You can hybrid publish. There, there. That's are, what's so cool. Yeah. Like in this day and age, and we've said it before, but you absolutely can publish a book if you want to publish a book. Uh, hands down. I mean, it's it's not this like far away dream anymore. It's it's a probability that you can get your work out there. But there's different work involved for the author, depending upon which path you mm-hmm. go. And when I was doing this panel, it was very interesting. There's an amazing girl named Lindsay Smith who is an author. She is a literary agent and she has her own small publishing house. Jesus so she's Christ. been on all sides Where does of it. she have the time? Exactly. It's amazing. But she said that she worked so much harder in a marketing and social media um from from that perspective, when she was a traditionally published author than she mm. did as a self-published author. Well, that's interesting. And, and, and I can complete, I haven't self-published, but I can say without a doubt, you are your own publicist. You are your own marketing and social media guru. You constantly feel the need to be doing something. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling because, you know, your book comes out, you are either killing yourself to kind of get that visibility with your book out there and trying to get people to buy it. But at the end of the day, the result is so much out of your control. And as I've been doing more and more research, I mean, the books that hit it big, you know, as we've said before, so much of it is about timing and luck. It it Mm. just is in the traditional world. So um, we're going to go through and discuss the advantages and disadvantages of these industries. If you are thinking about which path and you don't really know where to start. So we're going to start with traditional publishing advantages first. And there are many, but one of the most obvious ones is usually, depending on what publishing house you get, you will get paid for your book up front through an advance or on the back end through royalties. There are things like foreign sales or other rights that you can sell, movie rights, TV rights, The foreign sales, that's a huge, attractive quality about the traditional world is, you know, if you're a nonfiction author and you're writing a business book, other countries are hungry for that kind of material. So often you can sell your book in, you know, five, 10 other countries maybe and make money up front immediately that goes toward paying back your advance. And there are just so many other ways to kind of get your book out there on a global scale versus just in the U.S. alone or wherever it is that you might live. Mm -hmm. So earning money and having that opportunity is huge right off the bat. Also that uh, and, you know, not to like jump jump ahead to another point, but I, I think one of the other what what many people would discern as a big advantage of traditional publishing is that distribution Yes. The, the, the scope of distribution. I mean, it's just, it's bookstores. It's like, you know, big, the big box retailers. Um, and you, you've talked about this. You've talked about like when you, when you published your first book that, and not to, you know, not be, the, this is not a very pragmatic viewpoint, but there is something about walking into oh my gosh. a bookstore and seeing your book on yeah. the shelf. Like that's, well, yeah. I, I have to say like my favorite thing ever about, these three books that have come out, my favorite moment, um, yes, it's connecting with readers, it's doing big events, but this just happened like a week ago, is going into Target 
and, you know, loading up on like normal stuff like toilet paper and paper towels and soap and going to the bookshelf and seeing my book up next to the heavy hitters out of all the thousands, tens of thousands of books that are out there and could be on that shelf to see mine among some of the biggest authors in the world that I admire. Like Can't that is it. the moment that that it just makes all the difference. And it would be very different to, you know, if I ever went a different route to not see, yeah, to not see your bookstore on the shelf. I mean, with my nonfiction books that I got published, they were all traditionally published, but I'd go in several bookstores and they wouldn't, sometimes they'd be there, sometimes they wouldn't. And I just remember that crushing disappointment when, I never got to see it being visible um, mm. or celebrated because mm. that's what we all want. We want it to be seen and appreciated. Now, a lot of people aren't going into bookstores. I haven't yet seen my book in an actual bookstore because I haven't been able to go in any, um, unfortunately. <laughs> right. So in right. that, and I, t- I think about all the people who are debuting right now and it's like their big dream and they're not able to celebrate in that way. Right. Um, Cause sometimes right. you only have one book in you and you yeah. only debut no, once. And that's true. yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, so, that, yes. and that goes back to like, you know, and obviously conditional, this is the conversation is a bit conditional because of uh, the circumstances of the pan of the pandemic, but you know, the distribution of bookstores and big box retailers leads to perhaps the reception of more notoriety recognition, um, bigger and better, clear opportunities for, uh, larger mainstream success, right? And I mean, that's that's really why. I think that's really your takeaway. That's yeah. why you're doing this. It opens doors. And if you're lucky enough to say you hit it big, you hit one of the book clubs, you hit a big list, um, those doors professionally for you will open up wildly and lead to bigger advances and better deals and a more established career book over book. Um, and you also, the last advantage I think is very important is that you do have a built-in team. Mm. It can be very overwhelming when you're writing a book for the first time uh, and you don't really know what to expect. And having an agent, having an in-house team, having your editor, the sales and marketing department, your publicist, having all of these people taking care of the back-end stuff for you can be such an advantage if you're a control freak like me. It can be a disadvantage <laughs> because... You want to know what's going on, and I've said it so many times on this podcast, but authors are often the last to know what is really going on, and they're left in the dark. So I think it's always important to ask questions. Sometimes you can feel like you might be coming off a little needy or aggressive, but I always remind people, this is your career. This is your product. You deserve to know what is going on every step of the way. Yeah. Um, So that's that's actually a distinct disadvantage right there is like, the author being the last to know, the author sort of being stuck in the dark. Absolutely. And yeah, not and having is- as much control as they would if maybe they were they were self or hybrid published. Oh, yeah. You have no control. I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe in some instances, and that's not necessarily true with, with certain publishers or mid-sized publishers. Sometimes it's more collaborative, but I get so many questions about like, oh, did you pick your cover? Did you do this? And it's like, no, I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... They have these departments that that is what they do. And you you do have to relinquish control because this is their job. This is what they do for multiple authors. And you have to remember that. And you have to remember that this is a business and they're trying to make money. Yeah. But less control is a disadvantage. It does come along with that. Also, a huge one, which is why so many people self-publish, is you do not maintain your rights. I mean, your publisher is basically owning 
your IP and they are going to make the majority of the money. Like I was doing the math and I'm not even going to go into specific numbers because it's so depressing. But (laughs) when you take like a $16 book or a $26 book and you multiply that by you sell 50,000 copies, you sell 100,000 copies and you see the total of that as the author once you make back your advance, you're roughly making about a dollar a book. So where is the rest of that going? Whoa. And, you know, so your publisher, not that they're maintaining all of that because there's, you know, the money goes in all different directions. But as the author, you get such a small percentage of your creation. Hmm. And, you know, and that's why I always say to people, if you're doing this for the money, you know, yes, you can make a shit ton of money, but like, that can't be the driving force yeah. because it's it, that's just not the way that it's set up, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, let me and then, you know. let me ask you this: so, as an advantage, we, you know, we were talking as an advantage having that uh, like a, a little bit of a squadron behind you, like a little bit of a team behind you um, for all that kind of like back end stuff, uh, marketing, sales, etc. We're not talking shit. We're not naming names. But what if that in-house team's not any good? Oh, well, I I mean, again, I'm so thankful for my team and, you know, the publishing house. But it is no secret. You talk to any author, like, off the books, off the record, whatever – they're going to be like, oh, my in-house team sucks. They didn't yeah. do anything. My yeah. publicist didn't do anything. And and unfortunately, that is the standard. Why is that the standard? Why is that the standard? Why, why do you have to shell out $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 on publicity on your own if you or you feel that that is an option that you have to do? Why does an author consistently feel so disappointed if their book didn't make a splash or they felt like the in-house efforts weren't strong enough. These are all things you need to consider because sometimes the in-house team kicks ass. Like if you're a lead title or they put that support behind you, they're going to spend money on ads. They're going to support you. They're going to get your book visible. They're going to pay money to have it sitting on the end caps, you know, in certain bookstores or other stores that matters and that moves copies. They're going to do mm. down prices for you so you can sell a shit ton of copies and become a bestseller. There are all kinds of hacks, but they're not going to do that for everybody. And you have to go in with eyes wide open knowing that, yeah. um, that you know, the in-house team, you're going to have to make a very swift decision if you're going to hire outside help or you're going to rely on your team. Got it. Um, and then, you know, and, and then back to the money conversation, the people always ask like, oh, you know, with authors, like you get a deal. Did you quit your job yet? And authors always laugh at this because, you know, the pay is sporadic. It's usually twice a year for royalties. So every six months, unless you're with like Amazon publishing, um, pays their writers monthly, which is pretty phenomenal. And I think the way that it should be, Mm. but you know, when you, yeah, sure. You can get big royalty checks over that next six months, but most authors don't ever even earn out their advances. (sighs) So they'll never see a dime after that initial payment, which is always divided into thirds or even fourths. Um, You know, so the pay can be, that can be an issue. And then just the the long lead times. It typically takes, you know, anywhere from uh, 12 months to 24 months once you sign a contract for your book to come to market, Uh, especially these days, like we're seeing delays and some people are pushing out even longer. Um, so that can really affect 
nonfiction authors specifically, if they're if their topic is super timely and mm-hmm. relevant right now, mm-hmm. is it going to be relevant in eighteen yeah, months? Yeah, could or uh, it, it, yeah, could like almost uh, phase out kind of um, completely. Yeah. And you know that's something to really think about. And then you know, lastly, is just the barrier to entry with traditional publishing is that you need a literary agent most of the time. And that actually is the hardest thing to get. I always say like, if you can get the agent and secure the agent, which is what we do it right way, we pitch our clients to literary agents that we know and trust and that are fucking awesome. Uh, Did everybody hear that? Rightwayco.com. We do. I mean, establishing those relationships, it's everything. And it's something we really pride ourselves on. And it's why our clients get picked up. And also, you know, not only on the the agent thing, but in this conversation about, you know, different modes of publishing, we walk clients through moving from one to the other. We have a lot of clients who have been self-published, who have pulled their book from the self-publishing market to, uh, to utilize our expertise in order to get traditionally published. We've obviously uh, also worked with vice versa. So, um, yeah, everything that we're talking about today is shit that we can for sure help you with at right way. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, getting that agent, I think that's actually harder Gatekeeper. than getting the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once you have that, you know, your agent's really there to help guide your career. Um, but, you know, really pour over those advantages and disadvantages and talk to other authors. If you're thinking about, you know, say you get an agent and you get an offer from a house, talk to other authors at that publishing house, you know, find out who's had your in-house team before your in-house publicist Mm -hmm. or your editor and, and really do your due diligence before you just sign on the dotted line, because, you know, is it worth you getting a book deal and then you stressing out, the whole time or being so disappointed or it's not what you thought. Um, again, go in with your eyes wide open and and do your due diligence beforehand. Um, so you really know what you're, what you're getting into. And, and again, every book is different. Every situation is different and you could publish five books traditionally and all five times are completely unlike the other mm-hmm. and that's okay. But I, but I think again, just knowing your stuff and knowing the business and the industry is, is a huge plus. Eyes wide open. And as we always say, drop the ego because Ugh, it yes. might be true that with a particular book that you've got self publishing uh, might be the way to go for you. And there are a lot of advantages to self publishing. Uh, the first one being uh, right off the top, you have complete and total creative control, and you absolutely 100% own all of your material outright. Nobody else gets a piece of that at all. And that for some people, this is the most important part mm-hmm. and reason why they self-publish because there's no one telling you what you can and can't do. I can't tell you how many books I've seen just completely change uh, if they're going to be traditionally published where the author's vision isn't kept intact at all because they don't think it's sellable. And so with self-publishing, you can publish whatever you want. You could publish a 50-page book. You could publish a 500-page book. It does not matter because you own it. Um, The production time is pretty much as fast as you want it to be. Which that goes back to like what we were talking about with, uh, you know, manuscripts or books that have sort of that time sensitive nature. Yep. Uh, if you've got something that's really zeitgeisty and you want it out now, 
self-publishing is 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 really the, the the one method to to ensure that that can happen it's as production times as fast as you want it to be Absolutely. And I mean, I I always suggest to a lot of my nonfiction clients, if they have something kind of like short and digestible and really relevant, just convert it to an ebook, sell it on your website, offer it for free, even for like newsletter subscribers or other kinds of things that you're wanting to build within your business and just get it out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's the important piece, get it out there. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can get it out there probably in as little as a month if, if it's ready to go. Um, and beyond that, and, and there's also so many, so many companies now like, um, KDP, Ingram Spark, there's one called book baby, uh, books forward, um, has a division called books fluent and these companies lay it all out. It's, it's very easy. They take you step by step on how to format what you do, how to get distribution, just make, they make it just like a plug and play format. So it's not as overwhelming as it sounds. Um, and to top that off, I mean, if you sell books, you are receiving the majority of your royalties. You're not going to get paid money up front. You're going to pay money, but you're going to be reaping at least like 85% of all of those sales. That's more going potential on the back pocket. end, more like all the potential on the back end to completely to, to put, make your money back and also put money in your pocket. Right. And there's no like publishing season with self-publishing. So when you traditionally publish you, when your book comes out, it's like you got six weeks basically of in-house support before they move on to another title. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make a splash within those six weeks, it's, it's really hard to keep the momentum with self-publishing. I mean, shit, you could publish a book and then, you know, write it hard for a month, back off, like have a resurrection, drop the price, do whatever. That and to me keep- is like one of the the key, like key elements, the key, like most, uh, I'm so attracted to that idea of like the, the pace oh, yeah. and outcome kind of being totally in your control when it comes to selling. Completely. And again, if you're nonfiction and you're creating an evergreen title, something that you can promote again and again and again and again, it makes a lot of sense and and just I, I don't know. I think it's something to really consider. However, you know, you want people to buy the book. Mm-hmm. So making sure you're going down the checklist of like, do I have a community intact? Will people actually buy what I want to sell? How do I get it out there? How do I market? You're gonna have to do all of those things yourself, which kind of leads us into the disadvantage. And because there's the rub, right? As you get yep. 100% of the profit and 100% of the control for everything. You're in charge. Yes. So you're managing, I always, again, say this is a business, but so you're managing all aspects of it, but you are the one, even if you have a company, like you're responsible for the layout, the interior design, the editing, the cover. And, and I think this is where self-publishing gets a bad rap because we've all seen self-published books that look, like shit, like Mm -hmm. the covers are bad. There's typos everywhere. So, you know, really taking it seriously, setting a budget for, okay, it's going to cost this much to hire a cover designer. It's going to cost this much to hire an editor or a proofreader. Um, Am I hiring a publicist? Am I not hiring a publicist? Who's going to do the marketing? You know, so you're paying out of pocket, not only for all of those things, but also to have it published. So it is going to be, probably thousands of dollars up front, yeah. which a lot of people don't have the luxury of, of spending. So that's definite disadvantage. And, and when the book is released, you also don't get that access to distribution that you would have with a traditional publisher. 
right. a thousand so percent. Yeah, I mean, that nationwide yeah. or international distribution. Yeah, I mean, you can. There are hacks around that, and there are self-published authors who've sold all over the world, and they've gotten their books in bookstores. And you always hear those dream stories, or a book sells so well that then a traditional publisher wants to pick them up. But you can, you know, go really grassroots and like call your bookstores, get your books in there. Um, but it is a lot of work on the author's part, and a lot of authors aren't really comfortable asking for things. They don't really like being in the limelight. And this so, is something you talk about a lot. Maybe not ready for something like this, because unless you've completely. really got a good, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, we'll talk about this a lot, author platform or like a built-in network, you're just the the distinct disadvantage uh, on, the, on the publication end and the distribution end for self-publishing is that you're just not going to reach as many people as you as you probably would with 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 being traditionally published. Yes, though I will say if you have a super strong network, if you are yeah. killing it on social media, if your book is going to be digital only or you really know how to sell, then you might meet you might reach a shit ton of people all over the world, but again, it goes back to your platform, to your network, to your community, and you've really got to build all of that first, otherwise what's the point? Yep, um totally. you know, you're you're going to put a book out and then not have anybody buy it. So, you know, there's traditional publishing, there's self-publishing. We're going to talk briefly about hybrid publishing. Is hybrid now, publishing is- <laughs> the best of both worlds? Is it? Well, or- uh, so again, on this call, it was kind of funny because no one really knows what hybrid publishing is. Like some think it's a total ripoff. And actually on this call, I had a woman tell us a horror story about a very well-known hybrid publisher who I've actually recommended clients to who totally ripped her off. They did not pay her because you have to pay up front for a certain amount of your books at a discount. They did not pay her. It was, she thinks it was literally a total scam. So she ended up pulling her book, breaking the contract, self-publishing. She got herself on the Today Show. She got herself on the Doctor's TV show because she built that author platform and took- that horror story and like channeled it into something really positive. That's so that's, that's uh, so like a little bit like heartbreaking though, to hear that, like, especially if you have this, like, you know, because when like self publishing first sort of made a splash and like became an option, this hybrid publishing was, it it did seem like, it did seem like the too good to be true, like the best of both worlds a little bit. And you can see where it can get corrupted. (laughs) You know, definitely. I mean, and and people calling themselves traditional publishers. But if you're ever paying a dime to any publisher, like that's not a traditional publisher. You don't ever pay a traditional publisher any money ever for anything. You that's it's just not that's not a thing that happens. So horror stories aside, what are the advantages of hybrid publishing? Yeah. So you have to do your research and your due diligence to find real hybrid publishers out there. But, you know, traditionally, if we're going to like define this, you, it is the best of getting the traditional experience of a publisher who has distribution. So your book will be in some bookstores married with the autonomy of self-publishing where you have a little bit more control and say, and it's more collaborative between um, the teams, like mm. the in-house teams um, and the author itself. Uh, you're usually, so you're usually not going to get an advance, but you'll usually receive a higher royalty rate than you would with a traditional publisher. 
Um, And for for a lot of these hybrid publishers, like you're still, it's a step above self-publishing in terms of how it's perceived in in the community or in in the world. Oh, like so the the way you're viewed as a publisher. You know, it's kind of all bullshit if I'm being honest. I mean, it's, you know, you got to really think about why you're writing in the first place. And I know that that matters, like being with one of the big five matters and how you're perceived matters. Or you hear like New York Times bestselling author and people get stars in their eyes. But but that's not the only reason. Like writers, I actually find writers who self-publish are some of the most passionate hmm. human beings. And they they really write to write. And it's not about being married to a result or an outcome, which I am I fall really like prey to and just oh, sh- totally. always thinking about the result or totally. always thinking about sales or what I could do. But but so for for the hybrids, you're you're just really getting a more tailor-made experience for you. So you kind of know a little bit more what's going on. You also usually retain more of your rights than you would in the traditional world. But a lot of disadvantages, um, which can range just depending on who you go through. And number one being but, you're still paying out yeah. of pocket to get published. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of these hybrids will mask that by saying, hey, you know, at some point during our contract, you have to buy 2,500 copies of your book that you can sell like wherever. So conferences, bookstore events. But when you add that up, that look, that's about 10 grand. And that's a shit ton of money to pay up front. And so hybrids can be a little unclear about who they are. So do your research, do your research, do your research, read the contracts. Um, and usually like, again, with this horror story with this girl, she was promised distribution nationwide, tons of bookstores. Her book was never in a single bookstore. She had people all over the U (laughs) S like going into bookstores. Her book was never in there, even though it was promised. Um, that happened to me with my first, it was a traditional publisher, uh, supposedly, but it was a total vanity press. I mean, it was a scam. My book was never in bookstores, even though they promised me it would be. Um, so oh you just God. really talk to other authors who have published with whoever you're going to publish with. I mean, it's the number one rule and I would never sign a contract without talking to at least four or five authors to get a full scope of, of really what, what's going on. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's story is different, but if you start hearing the same thing <laughs> from all the different people, you know, that might be trying to tell you something. So, um, the last couple of disadvantages of hybrids are, you know, you're going to have a longer production time than self-publishing because they're going to employ some traditional tactics. A lot of hybrids don't have in-house marketing teams, but they'll want you to do certain things. They'll want lead times, you know, to really build the buzz for your book. And, you know, lastly, you're you're still kind of on your own. Um, again, with some of these hybrids not having in-house teams, sometimes that means you don't have an in-house editor you don't have an in-house publicist. So you're still left to do a lot of that work on your own. And it's kind of deer in the headlights, super overwhelming. What do you do? How do you do it? Uh, But again, we're keeping in mind the fact that like some of these disadvantages, like being sort of on your own and your, your own, uh, your own book business to a certain degree might, might be an advantage to some of you. Uh, 100%. Like, and this is, this is why we say, we always say you've got to figure out your expectations and figure out your publishing goals and then make a decision. Um, 
so that you're fully aware of what what all your options are. Definitely. And I have, you know, I I really want to tell people too. I I actually just had a client who self-published like four or five books and she wanted to go for the traditional route. She just got picked up by an agent, but she was like, do I mention my self-published books or do I not? And that's a, that's a question. Hmm. If if you've self-published before, but you want to go traditionally published, do you mention them? Do you not mention them? And you only mention them if the sales are strong, because if you mention a book that sold 500 copies, they're going to look into that. And that's, they're going to, that's going to be a knock against you, unfortunately. So mention your self-published books if it's sold well. Um, and then unfortunately don't if, if you haven't, (laughs) um, sold particularly well, but great advice, great advice. And just because you, you know, start with one, you can, you can shift and change. I mean, I think the rules are changing a little bit. Um, and it's really up to you. It's your career and, and just see kind of what, what shakes out and what you really want. You know, if you're impatient, uh, which a lot of us are, the traditional route is a long game. It is painfully slow and can feel very archaic in some ways and frustrating in some ways. But if you can use that time to keep building your community, to write your next book, to understand the industry a little bit more, you can use that time. But just know that it is a long game. A lot of it's out of your control and and really have that weigh in on your ultimate decision. And if you have questions, you need some guidance, uh, we are here. Please do not hesitate. Visit our website at rightwayco.com. Uh, it'll give you the breakdown of all of the services that we offer. And, um, and you can schedule a free 30 minute consultation, consultation with either, either one of us to just talk about your goals. Um, again, totally free help you go pick a path. Even if you don't engage with us in any services, it's one of the most important parts of our job and something we want to get more into is just consulting and, and really helping you kind of get clarity around your path. Absolutely. And while you're at it, keep listening uh, to more new episodes of the right way podcast coming at you every week, uh, with soul fire productions. And next week in particular, we're going to have, uh, our first our industry first guests. guests. <laughs> um, so we're going to be uh, dropping some, some, some great info and some great insight on you guys again next week. And please, like we said at the top of the show, do not forget subscribe, rate, review, comment. We want to know what you think. Uh, and we want to make changes based on what you think and bring you more of the content Uh, that you need and is going to help you out. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.